Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Undiluted Word podcast. I am Dara Dara, your host. And this is a bonus episode for the end of the year. End of the year 2020 for you. Time to say goodbye. Hasta luego. No, that means see you later. We are not seeing this year again once we say goodbye to it. So bye-bye. Adios. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd jump on here really quickly to just give you a bit of encouragement as we are at the end of this tiresome year and also as we look forward to another year, 2021. If a room filled of people right now and I asked them to raise their hands if they were sick and tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired of the year 2020, I'm sure majority of people present will put their hands up because this year has been a lot. A lot of people can say that this year has left them feeling very weary. If I then went on to ask a follow-up question as to what has made you so tired of the year or why you so tired of this year, I'm sure we'll be here all day, all night with people giving the reasons as to why 2020 was supposed to be their year and it turned out to not be. But I'm not going to get us all into a competition to see whose 2020 was most ruined and whose, how many holidays did this person get cancelled compared to this other person and blah, de blah, de blah. Not that they're not important, but they definitely are. But I just want us to be encouraged as the year has ended now or is ending. Many of us have probably suffered from loss of loved ones, job losses, um, Zoom fatigue. I'm sure I know I'm tired of Zoom. Um, A lot of people have had things cancelled, postponed plans, and not to mention the loss of security, loss of freedom, because I don't know about you or where you are in the world, but I'm in London and this is basically the third lockdown of the year 2020. Before 2020, I did not know what lockdown was. Now I'm sick and tired of lockdowns. A lot of people have also lost their peace of mind. But I'm here to hopefully use this episode to encourage you and enlighten you on a reason why you can still rejoice. The dictionary definition for the word weary is feeling or showing extreme tiredness, especially as a result of excessive exertion. Synonyms for this word can include tired, worn out, exhausted, fatigued. And if I ask you to add your own word um, to describe how this year has left you feeling, I'm sure you can figure out the perfect word to describe that. But I'm just going to go straight into what I wanted to encourage you about. When listening to my Christmas gospel playlist, which the link should be in the show notes for you to also have a listen to, um, the lyrics of this popular carol really stood out to me. It is called Oh Holy Night. If my voice was good right now, I'd probably sing it all to you, but we're not going to go there today. Um, So I'll just rather just um, read the lyrics out to you. Oh Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. This is the night of the dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pinning till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary soul rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. So I want you to pay particular attention to the words, a thrill of hope, the weary soul rejoices. The state of the world 2,000 years ago when Jesus came to earth doesn't seem much different to the world that we are living in in 2020. You might be a bit puzzled, but I'll explain a bit more. So, before Jesus came, there was a prophecy in Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 to 2, 
which sort of unfolds the consequences of sin. And sin is basically wrongdoing. And this is the result of a fallen world, which we live in. And so in Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 2, there's a prophecy about someone who was coming to do something about this sin problem. And this person is Jesus. The text says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings or news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound. And so the society at that time, you can see, was poor. They were brokenhearted. They were held in captivity. They were blind and oppressed. Likewise, in the year 2020, we can say that we see poverty, whether it be in developed countries or in developing countries. Um, There's oppression, there's political injustice, there's and all of this has come into light a lot more in this year 2020 and it just seems as though there's one thing after the other breaking news after breaking news of more sad things there's lots of suffering there's sickness this whole pandemic that we're in is a big problem in terms of people's health and this has essentially left everyone feeling quite hopeless i don't blame them despite all that we have experienced this year i still have a thrill of hope What is this thrill of hope you may be wondering or questioning? So let's cast our mind back to when Jesus first came into the world as a baby. His coming was met with very different reactions. A lot of people had not expected him to come as a baby, especially one that was born in a manger. Like this is supposed to be our saviour. This person is supposed to save us from the oppression that we are experiencing um, by the Romans. This person is meant to be a knight in shining armour. But he's coming as a baby in a manger. Like, what is that? Like, how is this baby supposed to now be our saviour? So a lot of people weren't really impressed that this was how their saviour was coming to meet them because it just wasn't making sense. However, as I've already said in previous episodes, God's ways are different and higher than the ways of man. The way we think is so different to the way he thinks. And so... Instead of him giving them what they expected, he gave them an unexpected pregnancy by a virgin to bring hope to a weary world at that time. The good news for you and I today is that though Jesus came 2000 years ago, he came, lived among the people, then died a very unfortunate death, but also very fortunate because then he resurrected. And because of that, he remains with us today. We are told in Matthew 1, Verse 23, behold, the virgin shall be with a child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. To me, the title Emmanuel is such a beautiful term and title for who God is, who God the son is specifically. Um, It has a twofold meaning because you can think of God with us as in terms of his proximity he's with us, he's near us. And then you can think of it also in terms of empathy. If someone is with you, they're able to understand things from your perspective. So firstly, I said, God is nearby. So that means that we can lean on him. It's only someone that is near you that you can lean on or someone that you can maybe rely on. And so God's nearness or his presence means that we don't have to go out of our way 
or go through great lengths to find him. The same way that we call upon people that are near us and our friends and family is the same that we can also call upon God. And we are told that as we draw near to him, he will also draw near to us. And that is really comforting. Secondly, as God the Son came to earth to live and dwell amongst humans, that gives him this ability to be able to know and understand the struggles of this world, the struggles that we have to go through. And because of that, he's able to also empathize with us. We are told that Jesus is our high priest and he's able to empathize with us. This is really comforting once again, because it's only someone that has gone through what you're going through that is able to empathize. Because the word empathy itself means like to be able to walk around in someone else's shoes. And if Jesus was able to be on earth in a human form, it means that he's able to empathize with us and empathize with the pain and sadness that we also experience. Because he was he was human. He literally experienced human emotions. He cried, he wept like a real person. And the only reason now why when we go through these things as well, he's able to empathize with us is that he also went through these things whilst he was on earth. So Jesus is with us. He can comfort us. He can enlighten us, encourage, guide, protect, you name it. He can defend us as well. And this should surely give us all a thrill of hope. Additionally, when Jesus was leaving earth, he told his disciples that, look, I'm leaving you now, but I'm going to tell the father to send someone else. And this other person is going to be your advocate. He's going to be your helper. And this word that was given is, um, I'm going to probably butcher this, but it's called parakletos. Yeah, parakletos, something like that. Um, I don't know Greek, but it's called Paracletos, and this word is used to describe someone who is called to one side, um, especially called to someone's aid. Essentially, what we are told is that Jesus told God to send someone to be with us, to be on our side. And this person is the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is available to us all to give us divine strength that enables us to undergo trials, difficulties and hardships like we have been experiencing this year. We have a thrill of hope because of the work of God, the Holy Spirit. Moving on, in the Bible there are several people who also experience things in life, different hardships and difficulties that left them feeling weary, drained, exhausted, you name it. And this gives us reassurance because it means that we're in good company. We're not alone in this feeling of weariness. Fortunately, there is also a wealth of encouragement that we can find in the scriptures when we are feeling like this. And I'll share with you a few points now so you can get your notes out. In Matthew 11 verse 28, Jesus asks those who labour and are heavy laden to come to him and he will give them rest. So he's talking to you and I specifically, those of us who are tired. So I want to ask you, what burdens do you still hold on today as a result of the disappointments and stresses of this year? Place these burdens in Jesus's hands. He wants to take care of them for you. So let him do so. In Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29 and then 31, we are told God gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases their strength. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So for us to receive strength from God, we have to admit that we are weak. 
And it's okay. I want us all to know that it's okay to admit that this year has not been the best. It's okay to admit that it has not gone the way we expected it to go. We didn't get that 2020 vision of great and marvellous stuff that we expected. It's okay to be honest with our feelings because this type of vulnerability allows us to be filled with God's strength. The text says God gives power to the weak. It doesn't say God gives power to those who think they're cool. It doesn't say God gives power to those who think that they're um that they're strong. He gives power to those who are weak, those that are willing to be honest about how they are feeling. When we are honest about our feelings, it makes us vulnerable. And when you are vulnerable, you are more likely to want to actually lean and rely on someone else. And this vulnerability, as I said, allows us to be filled with God's strength. We are instructed here again in this passage to wait for the Lord. I've already spoken about waiting in the second episode of season one in the waiting room. So check that out if you haven't already to refresh your minds on what it means to actively wait on the Lord. So in relation to this text, we are instructed to wait on the Lord to renew our strength, meaning that we actively wait and seek him whilst he is near and with us. Text in Isaiah that I've just read also says that our strength will be renewed So if something is renewed, made brand new, I want brand new strength, I don't know about you, but it means that we've already had this strength when we first came to God and when we first got to know who God was and we've had strength in the past. In previous years, we've had strength, we've had good strength, enough to take us through what we're going through. However, the world has really drained it. This year specifically has drained our strength and so... To me, this text is basically saying God gives power to the weak and he's going to renew our strength, meaning he's going to jumpstart it. He's going to jumpstart our strength. Give us that fresh strength, brand new strength to be able to move forward, move forward victoriously and energetically into the year 2021, ready for all that it has to offer us with a new and fresh perspective as well. This should give us hope for the new year ahead of us all. And the results of this renewed strength is the ability to mount up with wings like eagles. That is what the text says. And so this means that we are soaring above the circumstances that are thrown our way. Um, Finally, the psalmist says in Psalm 46 verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So... That means when we are in trouble, when we find ourselves in these circumstances and difficulties and hardships that leave us feeling very tired, God is our present help in trouble, not outside of trouble, not that he leaves us alone when we are going through these times. He is with us. Indeed, he is a present help in trouble. So in God, we have shelter, protection and hope amid troubles. So once again, I ask you to rejoice and be glad. Some of you may still be looking at me a little bit puzzled. Rejoice, be glad. Does this girl know what I've been through? Like, you don't understand. I mean, this is what I wanted to get done, but then this happened. No, I'm still telling you rejoice, rejoice. Considering the year that we've had, it seems strange that I'm asking you to rejoice because you have a growing list of complaints that you're probably making a list of somewhere and keeping a tally of all the things that have gone wrong. However, rejoicing is a command that we are repeatedly instructed to follow. Philippians 4 verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say rejoice. 
This was written by Paul whilst he was in prison. But this letter to the Philippians has a theme of joy and having joy despite one's circumstances. The joy Paul talks about wasn't just based on optimism or having a positive mindset. It is more of confidence that God was in control, something I like to call Godfidence. When you know that God is in control, you have this confidence, Godfidence, that can only be because of what God is doing and what you know God can do for you. This is what it means to joy in the Lord. Unfortunately, I cannot promise you that the festive season and the holiday traditions will fool you with the joy that you are looking for because it has been a tiring year. And I can't promise you either that when the clock strike midnight on the 31st of December, things will get better. But there is still a thrill of hope. Cling to Jesus today for in him there is unwavering hope. As I mentioned earlier and as is stated in the lyrics of O Holy Night, the world is filled with sin and there is just so much darkness all around us and the pandemic, or shall I say panoramic, (laughs) as I've heard a lot of people say recently, um, the pandemic and events that have unfolded in the past year have made things even more unbearable. But that is the reality of this broken world that we live in. Life on earth makes one weary. But that is why we have been given this gift, this beautiful gift of Jesus. Jesus came so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus came so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. This means he wants us to live our very best lives. Fair enough, the year 2020 may not have been the very best that you thought you had for yourselves. But I just want to encourage you all that. Because of who Jesus is and what he did 2,000 years ago when he came into this world and lived amongst us all and then eventually died on the cross, we have hope. We have a chance of having the very best life that God has to offer us. Jesus' eventual death on the cross defeated sin and the effects of sin in our world and thereby this gives us hope that there is a better ending, that fairy tale ending that we all see in our Disney shows and movies as well. This better ending finale when we are in our final home, which is heaven. All of this would not have been possible without the birth of Jesus. So the birth of Jesus back then and the continual presence of Jesus today is a reason that we have a thrill of hope. It's the reason why I have a thrill of hope. So the undiluted word take home point for this episode is that in a world where we are weary of injustice, weary of inequality, weary of pain and suffering, weary of constant sad, bad, breaking news, weary of disappointment, weary of corruption, weary of natural disasters, weary of mental turmoil, weary of exploitation, and to probably sum it all up, weary of the consequences of the deceitful and fallen nature of mankind, we have a thrill of hope. In Jesus, we can always rejoice. I urge you all to cling tightly onto Jesus and allow him to make your heart glad as we await his second coming that will change the course of our current lives. So with that being said, I pray that we'll all continue to cling on to God and cling on to him and know that in him we can still rejoice. Even though we are weary, there's always a reason to rejoice in all our circumstances. 
Seasons greetings to everyone and I hope that you are enjoying the holiday season with your family and friends and loved ones. Continue to always be grateful for what you have and be grateful and thank God in advance for what you will eventually have as well, which is that overwhelming peace that passes all understanding. So compliments of the season once again. Continue to follow and support the undiluted word underscore on Instagram where I'll be posting a few clips towards the end of the year and towards the beginning of the new year as well on how to set ourselves up for the upcoming year. Talking about our visions and our goals as well. Continue to listen to the gospel playlists that are available on Spotify. The links will be below in the show notes for you to listen to. And check out the undilutedware.com for blog posts that are also out for you to have a look and read of. Continue to send and share these episodes to your family and friends as you're encouraged. May others also be encouraged by them. I also wanted to point out that on the Undilutedware website, there is a link where you can send your prayer request directly to me for me to pray on these for you. So if you feel that there are things that are still going on in your life that are left you still feeling very weary, send me a prayer request and I'll be willing to pray to God with regards to these things for you as well. And everything that you send will be kept confidential. Stay blessed until you hear from me again. Bye bye.